0: Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to the fifth of six episodes that I'm dropping for the Alignment Alchemy series this week. So excited for this conversation because I feel like I've shared my entrepreneurial life journey up until this point. The last conversation, the last podcast episode, obviously, I talked about what it was like with human design and gene keys with my partner and just like how we've brought this into our relationship and work and so on and so this episode i'm really going to be diving into how i shifted over the last few years of my business and really started to let go of the initial coaching methods and ways of doing things and just how i've come to so much light in terms of realizing how i was out of alignment and why i was frustrated so let's say you've jumped into this episode just so you know i'm a 6-2 sacral generator and i'm just So this is like my jam. I fucking love sharing my experience and being so transparent because the biggest thing for me is that I felt in my own experience in the last like three and a half plus years that people could be a little bit more honest about behind the scenes because I think that's what keeps things real and just helps people really honor and respect and trust their own journey. So three years ago, When I shared in the first couple episodes, I had initially got into personal development back in 2014 and that's when I discovered Landmark Worldwide. I did a ton of their seminars and courses and so on over several years and my initial experience of coaching was mindset coaching. Okay, and so what I mean by mindset coaching is just like shifting beliefs, shifting perceptions, shifting opinions, shifting, you know, energetic alignment started coming after. And that's when I got into the law of attraction coaching certification that I talked about. And then, of course, I did the NLP stuff. And it's funny because this is my experience. Okay, if you're someone who uses these tools and it works for you, 1000% run with it. And for me, there's things that worked and it shifted. And I think that it's because in my human design chart, I have my G center and my circle defined and everything else is either open or undefined. I have a lot of openness. And so I do have a lot of fluidity, but my sense of direction and knowing what it is that I love that lights me up is very solid because that energy is like consistently within me because I have those centers defined. So when I initially became and like announced myself as a mindset coach and when you go back into a lot of the first few years of podcast episodes you when you say like mindset coach right and now I identify as a spiritual mindset coach because I definitely bring in that energetic side obviously with human design and gene keys and I found that I It's just like something was missing, you know, like I didn't feel that I was able to be inclusive because it was like I would listen to people and then I'd want to coach them and then I'd like bring in a script or bring in something from NLP and it just wouldn't quite land for them. And so when I discovered human design and I started to realize and I was able to look back at all the freaking certifications that I did and all the knowledge that I'd gained up until that point, I was able to manipulate things so that I could serve that person specifically to their energetic needs you know i think i mentioned earlier that i find with let's say time techniques in nlp is that's about going back in time and like going back in your timeline and looking for specific emotions and releasing them and i noticed that people who had an undefined head or an undefined emotional solar plexus or either of those spaces were open it was a lot more difficult for them to just tap into that because they're here to amplify that from other people and in their environment so then that showed me how to change my language and shift how I was using these tools and so then I just kind of threw everything out the window and I was like okay I'm just going to stick with human design and I think that one of the things that really helped me especially is like when I started looking at hypnosis and this is definitely something I can feel is going to be more amplified in my business hypnosis is an incredible tool and if you're not familiar with it First of all, I have over 20 episodes on my podcast channel that are hypnosis-based or meditation-based, and I've actually tied in some of them have human design in them as well. I'm going to link this in the show notes so that you can download the guide and just get all my meditations and hypnosis together. And I'm also an Insight Timer, and there's a whole bunch on there. It's a free meditation app. So I'll put this in the show notes for you to check out afterwards. But Once I discovered human design and that I could bring this in with hypnosis, I started to realize how I could be more inclusive with my coaching and really speak to that person rather than trying to get a script right. Because I shared when I did the NLP certifications, it was very much like, just follow the script, just follow the script. And for me, that doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel like there isn't enough humanness in it. You know what I mean? And so I really think that this ability to allow me to shift and change and play along my journey has made such a huge difference and I'm so grateful for all the tools that I have but it's when I really discovered human design that I started to notice where I was out of alignment in my business and in my life and so I'm going to kind of talk through my chart today and just give some examples of once I learned human design, I had so many like, oh my God, this makes so much sense moments that this just drives me to share this work with other people. So as I mentioned, having an undefined head and open Ajna, you're going to see like so many shadow examples of this. And I don't want to paint the picture that people who have undefined or open spaces are going to be disempowered because that's just not the truth. Like you can still have shadow experiences with your defined centers. And I'll give you examples with my sacral and my gene a little bit. But one thing I noticed with an undefined undefined head center that really fucked me up in business and I was making myself wrong for this for so long is that initially when I came into the coaching industry it was very much like I was looking around at what other people were doing and getting so many ideas and being so inspired and it was like oh maybe I could do this oh maybe I could do this and I'm running around with my head cut off and then I'd get overwhelmed and the head center is a pressure center okay so this is like having an undefined and I only have gate 61 hanging out in there. So, and there's my, my Ajna and throat are completely open. So like there's a lot of pressure for that one little gate. Okay. So information comes in and then it's like, well, what do I do with this? And it just became so overwhelming where I would, I would try to take a lot of action. I was responding to my ideas. I wasn't responding to my environment. And then I would be frustrated because I'd go on this creative tangent and create a bunch of things and, and try and launch different things and, and whatnot. And then nothing would happen. And I couldn't understand why. And I made myself wrong for so long until I learned through human design that as a sacral being, I meant to respond. So they say way to respond. I like to say way to respond to your environment because we're co-creating. We're always co creating no matter what type you are even manifestors who are here to initiate and inform they also need to wait for the urge to hit them so there's waiting in every single type it's not just the four and then manifestors go and initiate and they don't wait for anything so anyways that was a little tangent for you so when i realized when I learned human design, I was like, oh my God, Kayla, like you're being so overwhelmed by all the information around you and you're pressuring yourself to find the answers and figure things out so that you can feel this relief. And then it wasn't even a real satisfaction because it was just a satisfaction from releasing the pressure in my head. So what I did was last September in 2021, I unfollowed everyone on Instagram and I really trained myself to stop looking at what other people were doing. And this really allowed me to build trust with myself and really focus on am I responding to my environment or am I responding to my ideas? And now I get to use my undefined head center in a space of alignment where if, let's say I'm collaborating with people and we need to come up with solutions and figure things out, then it's so easy for me to just have ideas, like kind of get something to respond to. This is the situation. And then it's like, bam, bam, bam. What about this, this, and this? And it's it's in the right context so I've learned how to put myself in the right context and have these energetic boundaries and one of the things too is like last year so right now as I record this I have like just over 3,000 followers on Instagram and I think last year around September I probably had like maybe 1800 or like 2000 so it's gone up a bit so when people think that if i unfollow people that i'm going to lose followers that actually didn't happen like it's just i really trust and you show up in alignment you're creating things that you love and you're bringing value that you're you're going to continue to grow so i just want to kind of abolish that belief that may come up for people so the next thing that came up for me was really this having an open ajna Okay, and the Ajna center is your mental awareness center. And it's all about perceptions, beliefs, ideas, like that. those pieces of information from the head pushing into the Ajna and like conceptualization. So me having an open Ajna, this is like, you will see this in how I create content, how I can simultaneously hold different perspectives and I will help people see things differently. Like this is an example of being in alignment. But when I was out of alignment with the center, In my business, it was like I was looking around for certainty. That's the thing with the open Ajna or an undefined Ajna. And just so you know the difference between undefined and open, why I keep saying two of them is because undefined means you have at least one hanging gate. Open means there's no activation. So anyways... I spent a lot of time in the first several years of my business looking for certainty. And so what that looks like with an open Ajna is like looking at, okay, what does this person believe? What is this person saying? What are their opinions? And and so when I was really sucked into the manifestation side of things and really focused on the law of attraction side and the energetics in that realm... It was very much like, you know, you see the the languaging and the messaging around like, you know, you got to be in alignment, be in an energetic match and believe this and have faith and affirmations. And I'm just like, I was trying to do these things and I'm not somebody I don't vibe with affirmations. And I think it could be and anyone can, you know, challenge me on this or just disagree. I think because I have an open throat an open Ajna and an undefined head that I don't have that consistency of like a certain tone or belief system. So when I try to do affirmations or, you know, I try to keep this belief or this perception consistent, I'm not designed to do that. And so I spent a lot of time struggling at first because I'm like trying to be a certain kind of way. I'm trying to be consistent with my beliefs and my opinions about who I am and, you know, where I'm going and how my business is going to go and finding certainty and I couldn't find it and then it just completely brought out the shadow aspect of needing to convince people needing to have my beliefs and my perceptions be agreeable or believable because again I was searching for that certainty. And so now what's happening is because I've unfollowed everyone on Instagram this obviously ties into the undefined head. I I don't I'm very particular about where I consume information and it's I really when I go and I do work and I create things, I always love to play with like the different ways that I can see things, you know? And you'll hear this, I'm sure in my podcast episodes where I probably contradicted myself <laughs> or just shared examples of this like having this perception and this perception and it can be all over the place but having that open ajna is really designed to open people up and you would have heard me talk about this when in the last episode with Guillaume when I was talking about him having a defined head and ajna and how I'm there to help him open his mind and his ideas and he's there to bring consistency for me having it defined so there's always the gifts whether it's defined or not so once I really discovered the influence of other people's beliefs I started setting boundaries and like coming back to my sacral and being like okay does it feel good to believe this does it feel good to try and search for certainty and it would just come back to like I was just a yes or a no and from there I would just set the boundaries like I'm not going to have this conversation I'm not going to read this post I'm not going to do this like this isn't for me and just really coming back to trusting myself and understanding that I can be easily influenced in terms of being like kind of agreeing and seeing multiple perspectives and then not being so grounded or concrete in what i believe for myself. So that was one of the things that I, I really had to, you know, overcome and once i got that clarity in the undefined head and open ajna, it became a lot easier for me to connect with my sacral, right? So now we come into the open throat center and i think that this is i didn't realize how rare it was to have an open throat because there's 11 channels that come up into the throat so obviously if you have more channels there's a higher chance of having definition so having an open throat for me when i i think the biggest things i discovered actually the the biggest thing is when i initially came into the coaching industry you know, we see people when they do launches and it's like, oh, masterclass, I like, come join live and, you know, I'm going to talk for an hour and so on. And I struggled so hard with this. And this is why literally right now, this Alignment Alchemy podcast series is pre-recorded because this is how. I vibe I can set the stage I don't have to like respond to thin air I can just let things flow and this is why I don't do these live stream master classes anymore because it was so frustrating for me to put myself out there let's say people not show up at one watch the replay but then I would have nothing to respond to and I would be initiating conversation And of course, some people may have an open throat or undefined throat and be like, oh, I'm cool with that. Like, that feels good for me. But like, this is the nuances of human design, okay? So for me, this is why, you know, I love doing things my own way. And it's like, podcasting is my jam. And I'm like, this is how I'm gonna launch programs. This is how I'm gonna do my shit. This is how I'm gonna bring value because this is the fuck yes for me. And it's it allows me to be in my own energy because having an open throat, you know, I was one of the out of alignment aspects is like really wanting to be seen and heard because there's this, we're reflecting our environment. We're reflecting the voices or amplifying the voices of others. And so when I, when I first was showing up in the online space it was like creating a lot of content like going on stories like doing instagram lives like doing these little masterclass series like going live in facebook groups and i've just even as i say these things out loud i feel like exhausted because it was just not a good time but here's the thing tie in and open ajna oh well this is what other people are doing and they're being successful in their business so maybe i should do this because they believe it works so i can believe it works so it's just like a perpetuating situation where what I was doing was not sustainable. So when I when I realized this, I started to, again, When I being in my own energy, paying attention to the fact that I have a lot of openness in my chart, I, again, I think my open ajna and open throat, like just being able to shift the things that I talk about, being able to shift my beliefs. And, you know, when I look at posts from like a year or two or three years ago, and that's one of the things with the open throat is like our voice changes. And there's things that I said that I, would not say now. And I've obviously shared this as my beliefs and my practices with coaching have shifted over the years because I've learned new things and I've been in a new in new environments and I practice being in my own energy and I'm very aware of when I'm in alignment or not. So that's, you know, examples of being out of alignment with an open throat and then being in alignment and being able to amplify these these messages right so for example when i was doing copywriting with eden i was able to especially because i have a human design understanding like it was really easy for me to write captions write emails help with copy on landing pages and you know do whatever else because i could just i just get her messaging and i can amplify that and this is something that i'm noticing that i've been helping clients with too where it's like they may not want to hire a copywriter but they want they want clarity with their messaging and I can just like see into this so deeply. So this is something that I've really alchemized and turned into a weapon is like having an open throat and being able to share this. So coming down into the G-Center, I have a defined G-Center and I have like nine activations in there. I think I only have gates 2, 25 and 46 undefined and the rest of them are either consciously or unconsciously defined or both. And so this this G center, you know, the G center is about your magnetic monopole. It is your sense of direction. It is, you know, your sense of lovability. And so me having a G center defined means that I have a consistency in knowing who I am and where it is that I'm going. And this has always been really present for me, especially when I had that realization back in 2014, when I was like, Oh my God, I want to start a coaching business. And I knew from that moment, there was a sense of direction. I knew that I wanted to work with people. I wanted to coach, you know, do one-on-one coaching. And then obviously it evolved into human design because I didn't even know what human design was in 2014. But me being able to show up, you'll see this consistency with my branding. You know, I don't change the name of my podcast channel. Like I have a very particular style. Like it's not to say that if you have a defined G-Center, you can't change these things. But I definitely notice compared to somebody who has an undefined or open G-Center that I just, this is more present for me. And so what I notice in terms of being out of alignment with an, with a defined G center is usually when you have defined spaces, whether your gates, your channels, your centers, is this worriness of being too much. So one of the places that I notice it the most, which I find so interesting, is when I am, let's say I'm in a group setting and i I, I'm confident about who I am about and about where I'm going. It's not something that I question. Sometimes I question the how and that will trip me up. But if I'm in a situation, a group setting, and unless we have to introduce ourselves and say like who we are and like what we do or whatever, I hate going first. I hate going first because I'm always worried that I'm going to be too much. And so it was so funny because... There was a there was a family event. It was my mom's 60th birthday party back in July and we were at our cousin's place and there was probably like 8 or 9 of us sitting at the table and there's some family members that I'd never met. We're all between the ages of like 18 and like early 30s. And one of the gals was like, oh, like, what have you been doing the last, like, six years? And for me, what I've done in the last six years is, like, graduated from university, went and lived in China, lived in Toronto, started a business in Toronto, moved to North Vancouver, started a coaching business, like, traveled, like, there's a lot that I've done. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I just, like, finished my degree and then I was in China and then moved to Toronto and now I'm in Vancouver and I work online and that's, like, all I said. And I think it was my sister was, like, what the fuck, that was so just like passive. And I was like, I hate going first because I'm worried I'm going to be too much. And so I notice when I'm out of alignment, I will want other people to share first so I can gauge the intensity of how I show up. And so I, I just thought this was so interesting. And I when I share this with my boyfriend, Guillaume, who has an Undefined G-Center, he's like, oh yeah, like I never... I never would have noticed that. But now that you said it, like that totally makes sense. So so I just find that super interesting. That's something that I noticed. That's something that in order for me to leverage that insecurity, what I like to do is I like to hold space for other people to show up. And and then I like to share because I know when necessary, I can show up really strong and there's just always going to be a time and place for that. So in terms of, you know, that that's definitely been my out of alignment. And I think like, the other thing too is like having this vi- this vision and this inner knowing of wanting a coaching business and wanting it to look a certain way and being so clear about who I am and how I can show up and what I'm capable of, being like my out of alignment experience too is like, why am I not there yet? Like, why am I not this version of myself yet? And then there would be this sacral frustration and this forcing energy. And I have the 3410 channel unconsciously, so it's like this forcing of being self-obsessed of, you know, why am I not there yet? Like how hard do I have to go to make this happen? And so that's definitely an out of alignment aspect that I've noticed. And then I also have the 515 channel. And so that 5 channel and the 15 is like that impatience is very present in in the 5, right? And me being impatient, me being self-obsessed, which is the shadow of 10, that forcing energy, that that was definitely a really big theme in terms of my journey in the last few years with that defined G center. So it's been really interesting to, you know, practice being patient and to really have that self-awareness of my behavior and how I show up. And that 34, like alchemizing the shadow of force and coming into strength. And and just going more with the flow and so that's really tied into my g center because it's connected to my sacral which I'm going to talk about next so I think that obviously because this is my authority this has been one of the biggest things that I've connected with I never knew I never understood or had a reason why I was so frustrated for so long so being a 6'2 as well the first 30 years of my life I worked so many fucking jobs. I told you, obviously, you know, about, you know, the teacher, being a teacher, being a personal trainer. You know, I was an account executive and then a coach in the last, like, literally five years. But before that, I'd worked in hospitality. I had worked in, you know, gyms. I had worked in retail. Like, I had just been all over the place and I was always so frustrated because I wasn't let up by what I was doing and I literally thought this was normal. But... Once I learned human design, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to follow my bliss. And that was a huge conditioning factor. Being able to say no and not wanting to be a people pleaser because it's like, oh, well, I have the energy to get this shit done because I have the defined sacral. But if I say no, then I'm going to upset someone or, or disappoint them and so on. And that ties into my undefined emotional solar plexus of not wanting to amplify those low vibrational, you know, negative feedback, energy or emotions. Right. So me really understanding that my following my sacral, making decisions that don't make sense, you know, like the things I talked about, taking a line of credit, investing in SSUC, you know, freaking putting myself out there, quitting my nine to five, like these things were 100% decisions made from my sacral that did not make sense to other people. For example, Guillaume, we talked about this in our episode where it was just like, insane that I would make decisions that way when it didn't involve safety and security when I have an undefined spleen, right? So that's been a real game changer and the waiting aspect, this waiting to respond to the environment i always love to add that last bit because that makes such a difference co-creating with my environment and waiting and trusting the timing this has been something that i've really had to decondition because obviously in society there's so much pressure around take action and you read the personal development books and it's like successful people take a lot of action and they make decisions quickly like that's such a classic thing that i've seen and if you think about it that's a very manifesting generator vibe. So if you're painting that picture and you have projectors and manifestors and you have, you know, emotional uh, authority beings who are making decisions quickly and they're not fully honoring their authority, well, guess what? There's going to be a lot of not self theme showing up. So this has been a real journey for me to decondition and to really trust following my bliss and. Also, I think being in alignment. What I notice is that they say this: that generators or sacral beings have this very like warm, enveloping energy, and it's so fun to share things. And I'm observed environment. I love sharing behind the scenes. So for me, some people who are sacral beings may be like, I don't want to just show up and do all the things in front of everyone. That's cool. You're probably observer environment where you just want to witness, and that's perfect. That's what you're designed to do. So for me, it's like I love I when I'm lit up and I'm doing things I love doing. That's when I get the most engagement. That's when people are excited. They want to more they're really curious and so that's another way that I get feedback from my environment that I'm on the right track like the breadcrumbs are showing up and that's one of the things do I feel like with the sacral being I've said this I've said this before where sometimes the way that the sacral makes decisions doesn't make sense it's just like you throw a breadcrumb and then it's like yes I want it you take a step forward and you're like laying a stone down to, to create your path as you go and then you look back and you can see you have a whole path behind you right? So it's like super interesting to see the level of trust to have in that intuitive hit and that inner knowing if this is like a yes or this is a no. So I think that that's something that's been really powerful. And I'm also, I only have two channels, the 3410 and then the 515. 515 is conscious, the other one is not. And so I'm a cycle generator consciously and unconsciously and quantum. So it's a very, this theme is very strong for me, where obviously I've talked in other podcast episodes. Some people may unconsciously be a projector or a manifester and then quantum their manifesting generator. Or, you know, there can be interesting ways that you can combine these things. But for me, I'm just a simple 6-2 sacral generator all the way through. So coming into the heart center, the also known as the ego center, This center is completely open for me and this is whenever I share this with people they just resonate so hard with it and most people a lot of people will have this undefined or open because it's the opposite of the throat center. There's only a couple gates in there to be activated therefore there's it's less likely for it to be activated. So obviously I have two verse situations here. The Open Heart Center, this center is about commitment, it's about integrity, it's about your willpower, it's about your desires, and it's really has to do with your drive in life, right? So that kind of ties into willpower as well. And having this open, this has been, again, I think one of the biggest conditioning spaces for me when I look at how I've grown and like evolved in my business, because when it's open... I amplify and I'm like unsure. I mean, tie in the open Ajna, right? What is valuable? How much do I need to give? So there can be the shadow side of it is proving energy. So it's like not charging enough for services, giving a shitload of bonuses, like over delivering, over committing. And then it leads to burnout and frustration. Right. So having the center open, what I really discovered is that this is, again, why I unfollowed everyone on Instagram because I didn't want to see people's pricing. I didn't want to see what people were offering, because then I would latch on to that if I wasn't paying attention and be like, oh, this is how I have to do it in order to be valuable right like this is how i can prove myself and so this has been really i keep reminding myself kayla look at yourself look at what you have look at the gifts that you that you have look at your experiences from your shadow work that you've done this is what you have to offer what are you going to decide is valuable. How much are you going to charge? How much are you going to give? What are your boundaries in terms of commitment? And that is going to change. So for example, with the alignment alchemy mastermind, you know, I was like, okay, some people do masterminds for like six months, and some people do it for three months. And I was like, I just don't know if I have the capacity to do that because I know that there's going to be parts to me they're going to over deliver and it's like how can I honor this so then I, I decided to do two months which for some may seem short but for me I'm like mm, I'm deciding for me like open heart center here like I know what my capacity is and maybe this time I'll do two months maybe next time it'll be four and after that it'll be eight but right now this is what I'm doing so that's been really helpful and I think Me alchemizing that and then also having that center open in terms of what it does for other people when it comes to coaching is like me reminding them what I just shared with you of like, you get to decide what's valuable, you get to decide how you're going to commit and what's an integrity for you. It's going to be fluid. It can change, but you get to decide and trust that, you know, it's more of a state of receiving that's going to support you with what you can commit to and with what desires you want. Whereas somebody who has this defined, they're just going to have this more, this deep inner knowing, like it's more like this steady foot on the gas and they have that stamina because this is one of the motor centers. So there's four motor centers, just FYI the heart slash ego center, the sacral, the emotional solar plexus, and the root center. So that's that's one of the spaces that I've really been paying attention to because I could see very early in my business, I was literally offering coaching for free because I was getting crickets. And I was like, I just, I just need to prove myself that I'm a good coach and I can get people results. And it, that was not sustainable. That's one of the huge things with the heart center defined or not. It is going to be about resources. It's going to be about sustainability, whether it's defined or not those capacities are going to look different. So coming down into the emotional solar plexus, this center for me is undefined, but I have 36 and six consciously defined, which are my conscious center and earth. So for me, I sometimes really feel like, I definitely don't have an emotional wave in terms of making decision, obviously, because I'm sacral authority, but I do notice the shadow of turbulence and conflict very much. And you can hear this in my talking, when it comes to my content, my stories, the things that I share. And one of the reasons why I talk about turbulence and conflict so much, in particular turbulence, is because 36 is also my conscious Mercury, which is what you're here to communicate. So the major themes of my conversations and my marketing and how I share is like, how do you alchemize turbulence into humanity? Like being a fucking human and then having compassion. So this is very natural to me to talk about. And so I really notice it, that I, I will experience extremes. And I think it's because I have, you know, gate 15 in the sacral as well, is I will experience extremes of, or sorry, the other way around. So five is in the sacral and then we have the G center. I'm getting those mixed up, but you know what I mean. Anyways, with the 36 and six, I can see these patterns of turbulence and conflict. This has literally been the story of my journey in terms of being an entrepreneur. And this is this is this can be really amplified. You know, when I shared about my struggles in terms of leaving my nine to five and then like literally crying myself to sleep in the first three months of 2022 and being on my office floor, like crying and sweating and just like dripping in salty sobs for for weeks on end. That was me really embodying that turbulence and conflict. And I allowed myself to go to that depth. So that's part of having the undefined space, is like having this depth of being an empath. And it doesn't mean that people who have it defined cannot be empathetic. What it means is that I will amplify the emotions because, and, and it's harder for me to let go of these emotions because it's like they come inside me and they're just they're just hanging out, and I'm like, oh my god, like how do I process this? How do I release this? And it can be over, it can be overwhelming. And even just little things, like I definitely notice. Let's say when when there's major. World events going on like the pandemic when we had the election and a lot of the riots happening in the u.s because it's closer to canada like i really felt all these things and i didn't have to be consuming the news or watching the news or be on instagram reading about things like i could just feel it right and i think that also ties into my cognition of feeling right so i find having that undefined emotional solar plexus too can be a gift because it it allows me to be able to help people bring fluidity to their emotional experiences and help them shift their patterns of feeling emotions especially if they're defined right so that's the gift of that the people pleasing bit which is a not self-theme of the well actually it's not it's not traditionally labeled as the not self-theme of an emotional solar plexus but i'm going to talk about it like it is i notice when i'm out of alignment with my emotional solar plexus is like Kind of what I mentioned earlier, if I don't want to disappoint someone, if I don't want to, you know, have them feel some kind of way, I will pick up on those emotions and amplify it. So then it's like I will say yes or no to things that are the opposite in order to avoid those feelings. And so that's actually a form of manipulation, obviously, so that I can control how that person perceives me. And that is not sustainable. It's inauthentic. And so what I really noticed is when I get into that state of people pleasing, and this can also tie into the heart center of like over which is also a form of people pleasing and manipulation. It's like, how can I just like take a second, especially that defined emotions can really influence my decision making with the sacral because there's a hierarchy to the authorities. If you have your emotional solar plexus defined, that is your authority. If you have that undefined and your sacral defined, that's your authority. If you have those two undefined, you have your spleen defined, that's your authority. And then it goes up to the heart, self-projected projector, up to the mental projector and so on. So the point is, I've really learned to step back when I need to make decisions so that I don't people please. And here's, here's like a trivial example. So months ago my mom invited myself and my sisters and, and whatnot over for dinner and I was exhausted. I didn't, I did not want to go cause it was just, there'd been a lot of socializing that week. And my sister called me who is a emotional manifest manifesting generator. And she has all four motor centers to find. And she has, I think four, she's four channels coming like channels coming off of her emotional center and like a hanging gate. And so she calls me and she's like, Kayla, are you going to, are you going to come for dinner tonight? And I, it's funny because once I was talking to her, I was like, well, actually, and I started to like think about it and I could tell she really wanted me to come. And then my, my awareness kicked in and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I need to think about it. Cause I'd already said no. And I kid you not, as soon as I got off the phone, it was an immediate sacral no. And it was like, no, I'm tired. I need to rest and not go drive 40 minutes out to Deep Cove to see my family tonight. And that's an example of where I could have been a people pleaser. I could have said yes because her emotions, like she was set and decided that she wanted me to come to dinner. And so it's just having that awareness that there's literally a 50% chance of when you make decisions, no matter what type, what authority you are, that that person has an emotional authority. So I always encourage people to make decisions in their own energy and it's funny because even recently i had a discovery call with someone and the conversation was incredible i was like super excited i said i'm completely open to working with you and they're they're a cycle generator i'm a cycle generator and i said to them i was like honestly i hate pressuring in, in these conversations and being like a sleazy salesperson so i want you to be in your own energy when you make this decision and you can report back to me and i just gave space for that because even though i'm a cycle authority Together, I can't remember if we had that emotional center defined, but I really wanted to honor that authority separately. So this has been really eye-opening for that emotional solar plexus and paying attention to the influence that it can have, right? So now we come down into the root center. The root center for me is undefined. Again, I have a ton of activation though. I think there's six hanging gates and a lot of them are double defined in terms of conscious and unconscious. And for me, the biggest thing with the root center, I think this actually looking back bucked me up in business <laughs> because you see these tactics of like hit six figures in six months and five figures you know consistently and do this and do that and do this in this time frame and I'm not designed to to handle external pressure in terms of timeline like I'm designed to go at my own rhythm especially because I have that 515 consciously defined in my chart so here I am looking outside of me and feeling this pressure of I need to succeed like yesterday and there's something wrong with me and I need to take more action and then the thing is with having an undefined root center is that there's the gift it can be a gift and a curse where I can take the pressure and just like pressure cook this and get shit done very quickly but it's not actually sustainable right because that's just not how I'm designed to show up so it's funny how when I really looked at The timelines and again this helped with me unfollowing people on social media and just me really coming back to my sacral and not making these pressurized decisions from this pressure that was unsustainable within me because it's undefined I was able to have more of a peace of mind and find my rhythm and honor that 515 channel of going with the flow and so this has been really interesting and I think having this undefined too allows me to help other people who may have it defined or undefined really trust and pay attention to their own internal pressure. Or one thing that I love to do is if I find a need to be productive, even though I'm a single definition between my G center and sacral, sometimes I'm at home and I'm just wasting time. So I will pack my shit up and I will go to a cafe and pick up that pressure from the environment to get shit done. And those are always my most productive days. So having this understanding of when I need to set energetic boundaries in terms of my root center has been so supportive for me to find a sustainable rhythm in terms of how I'm designed to actually show up and run my business and, and live my life. So now we go into the Splendid Center and I have just gate 48 hanging out there and it's funny because when I learned that the shadow of gate 48 was inadequacy this resonated with me so hard because I can see and I think part of my fear motivation as well of being driven by the unknown and like wanting to learn more and be resourceful that really showed up a lot for me and I could see I, I think my you know Guillaume being a splenic projector could see where I would take risks that would seem risky because it's like, well, what's the point? And that's the not self theme of an undefined splenic center is like this risky behavior, just doing whatever needs to be done in order to find safety and security. Like it's kind of a paradox and sort of ironic that that's what would happen. And so I think having this undefined as well so the center is about your physical awareness it's about your intuition and obviously seeking the safety and security and it's full of you know the fear gates so we've got the fear gates of the physical awareness center and then in the ajna are like fear gates around like knowing and understanding so in the splenic center What I notice when I'm out of alignment is like, let's say I'm really stressed out and I'm like really in my head, really in my ajna, like I'm really feeling this pressure from my undefined root center and I like cannot hear my sacral at all. I find it's harder for me to connect with my intuition. And so what I've actually learned is like, this is when I will reach out to my friends who have a defined spleen or together we create that definition through a connection chart because I I find that it just gives me that extra reassurance and that extra energy to like tap into my intuition more. But when I'm in alignment, what I notice is that I I have different ways of connecting to my intuition. You know, I can journal, I can meditate, I can be writing, I can be podcasting and just start saying like the most wisdom-filled quotes or expressions that just land for people. And so there's just been this real fluidity and this sort of black and white side to having an undefined spleen. But I find that this is a center that i that i want to contemplate more because it's i haven't tapped into it that much and i think i've noticed my other centers more but i just love i think also having this undefined when it comes to working with clients is that there's this gift of amplifying their intuition and really amplifying what it is that they're seeing in terms of their fears and how they can find safety and security in what they're doing. The flip side of this is that, for example, when Guillaume is in his not-self theme and he's projecting his fears onto me, I will amplify that and it literally feels like I'm drowning. And I've actually told him, and I think he even mentioned this in the episode, or at least when we've had conversations, I said, I think the most difficult aspect of growing my business has been having to Handle him projecting his fears onto me because I'm already in a state where I'm trying to figure out my own shit. I have all these undefined open centers. I'm just trying to follow my G center and my sacral. And then I have someone coming in projecting their fears onto me. And it just, it's just literally like being side, like blindsided, side tackled, whatever you want to call it. And so this has really been something that we've worked through in the last three and a half years in particular, where I, he's learned to not project himself unless I'm inviting advice or an invitation for his wisdom and and perspective. So that's been really interesting as well. So this is like a little rundown of my centers. And I think that the other things too, that I just found so helpful is understanding the significance of my gene keys, you know, looking at the activation sequence. So that conscious sun and earth unconscious sun and earth really realizing what it means to tap into prosperity as well with the pearl sequence and you know when I realized that prosperity when I started to learn from the gene keys so I've always talked about human design a little bit here well I mean 45 minutes but you get what I mean I really realized with the gene keys that there was a lot of fluidity and it felt more of a feminine embodiment than human design. Even though human design, there's a system in place, it's got that masculine energy, following our authority is a very feminine experience. And when I started to, a couple of things that I really tapped into, looking at the pearl sequence in particular, because obviously one of the big reasons why people start a business is because they want freedom. They want financial freedom, they want time freedom, and frankly, this is prosperity. This is a form of prosperity. However, prosperity, especially from the Gene Keys lens, is not just about money. And so when I really started to look at one of the biggest things, my pearl, in my pearl sequence is gate 15, which is the gate of extremes, it's Gene Key 15, and the line is four. And that four line is all about charity. And so it was so interesting when I realized that charity really is about giving. It's, it's about this abundance. And I remember when I first learned that that four line is about charity, I had this scarcity mindset of like, well, if I'm just giving everything away, like what's, what's there for me? Like, how am I being taken care of? And this has been such a huge thing to contemplate since last fall, when I really got into the gene keys, when I quit my nine to five, because I started to look at my relationship to money. I started to look at my connection to my business I started to look at how can I be of service from this place of abundance where I get to make an impact with other people but I'm also being taken care of like what does that look like what does that feel like and that became the drive for me to create a sustainable business and th- that was prosperous beyond just making a certain amount of money. Obviously, I talk about money. Obviously, I share about my ups and downs and I'm super fucking transparent about it. But I also want to paint this picture where we can have it all beyond just a dollar sign. So that's been really eye-opening with the Gene Keys. And I think paying attention to my activation sequence of 36, 10, and 15, again, my purpose sphere is 15. It's about the extremes. It's about going with the rhythms, like the resonance of the the heartbeat of the earth. And so it is like a very collective experience, which is obviously why you see my messaging in terms of normalizing all, all entrepreneurial journeys. Like this is so important to me because it's just in that, in the extremes, we can do that. So these are just a couple of examples of how I've really tapped into my human design and Gene Keys. Like I love the contemplative aspect of the Gene Keys. And, you know, obviously there's the system of human design, there's the strategy and whatnot, but the Gene Keys has really allowed me to trust and understand my fluidity in terms of how I like to do my business. So when I compare this, not compare this, when I contrast this with human design... My, the only arrow I have facing left is my bottom left arrow, which is my environment. So I love to be activated by my environment and the, the rest are right facing. And what I really notice is that I, I don't thrive with a lot of strategy or a lot of structure. I need a space where I can go with the flow and I can go with the rhythm. And so this has been so helpful for me in terms of shifting how I do business and having it be more more fluid and experimentive where when I first started it was very strategic it was very like okay post this these hashtags this time launch this course at this price point and it was so robotic and it didn't feel like an expression of me and this is what has me be so passionate this is why I'm so serious about the embodiment of human design and how I've shared just a couple of things with you because this is what I really want to bring to the table for people who want to embody human design and gene keys in their business and it's just such It's just like an endless rabbit hole of contemplative aspects, rediscovering ourselves, alchemizing the shadows, learning from it unconditionally, loving it, exploring all the layers of ourselves. Like it's such a beautiful and sacred experience. So I hope that this episode really gave you this sort of, perspective on how I shifted myself in business over the last couple of years and how human design and gene keys has really made such a huge difference for me and what I'm committed to bringing to the entrepreneurial space. So as I mentioned in the previous episodes, make sure you check out the show notes. You've got a link to download the workbook for these series. The waitlist to join Alignment Alchemy is there. And of course, the doors will be open for Alignment Alchemy from the 12th to the 16th of September and we'll start on the 19th. It's for two months and what i wanted to say is that this episode i want this to be an example of this is such a six line thing for me now that i'm looking back on everything that i just said lived my experience i'm on the roof sharing it with you this is what i see this is what happened this is how you can be independent like pure six line embodiment i just love this so anyways the point is what I really am committed to creating with this mastermind is this deep level of self-discovery where you can look at yourself now, you can look at yourself then in the past and just see and enmesh everything together so that you can have the most authentic expression of yourself in the now so that you can create the sustainable Business and life that you love moving into the future i feel like the biggest thing that i really hit up against in the last several years of doing business was that it was always like oh this is where you are now where like how can we get you to where you want to be and it was just this there just wasn't this deep compassion and humanity like literally my 36 of where you are right now and who you are right now everything that you've done up to this point right now because that is the foundation for the future. And so it's just, it's so interesting because when I really was willing to face the scarcity of like, oh, I want to make this money. I want to have this, these amount of people in this container and sell these many things. When I started to notice that I was doing this, I I could see that there was a gap. There was this form of self-rejection happening and and the way that I was going about business was not sustainable. And I can see this. I can see this because I have power view in human design I can see what's winning what's losing you know how to optimize things and have everyone win right so just fun little things about my design fun things about alignment alchemy the mastermind coming out i hope you really enjoyed the series so far and there's going to be some goodies in the show notes for you as well like i mentioned earlier and of course we have one more episode dropping tomorrow and i hope you can tune in do the reflection work share this on social media tag me like ask me questions whatever it is that you need and i'm just so grateful that you're here i'm so grateful that you're listening and that i really hope that me being honest about my journey is going to allow you to really look yourself in the mirror and just find this deeper, deeper vat of love that you have for yourself and just your journey and your willingness to show up. So thank you so much for listening and I will chat with you in the next episode.